What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. I'm going to keep this topic, this conversation, as non-political as possible. This is not a conversation about equality of specific groups, no matter how you'd like to group them together, gender, race, ethnicity, this is not a conversation about these groups. Although this conversation and my attempt to make a selfish case for equality will encompass all these groups, it will be without any particular attempt to pay any extra attention to group identity as a whole. I am not a political person, and although I have plenty of opinions that might favor or not favor both sides equally, I am not interested in discussing this topic from a political standpoint. Not out loud, anyway. There's probably three people in the world on this planet that can handle my unfiltered, inflammatory views on most things. So this is not a place for that. At least not to get political. What I wanted to talk about is how, if people were treated equally, how it might actually benefit you, despite the reservations for why inequality has been kept in place. I can see the case for why there has almost been a preservation of the haves and the have-nots in society. And aside from thinking about this from a place of maybe there's systemic reason for why there's haves and have-nots, let's talk about fundamental physics. There's always bound to be hierarchies and the Pareto principle at play, where 20% of the population produces and receives 80% of the value. And so there will always be a difference in economic standing if you live in a merit-based capitalistic society. If you're in certain parts of Europe, you can see an attempt through government policies to flatten the differences between people by providing through social welfare programs. In Germany, you can work at McDonald's and still afford a three-bedroom house and live comfortably and not worry about retirement or going to the doctor. It's a great life, I guess. Outside of these few exceptions, most of the world has vast differences in class. In India, this is painfully visible outside of your nice house. You can't be too far away from seeing the reality of the other side. I can see the selfishness in keeping classes far apart in experiences. You probably wouldn't have motivated employees to hire if everyone had a comfortable baseline. If everyone had the same amount of money that the CEO made, maybe they wouldn't be as motivated or maybe they would be more motivated. That's a conversation for another day. You can see this happen in Europe where people would rather sit at home because the government pays more than certain jobs do. We saw this happen in the pandemic. This creates even a bigger issue as far as personal purpose is concerned, but I'll circle back to that topic another day. There could be some motive to preserve the status quo because you still need your drivers and your butlers and your housekeepers and employees to keep things easy for you. And I'm not even going to argue the need for economic equality. Again, this is not a conversation about this. I believe in the free market and the power of time, you using your own time, and the ability for time to flatten any advantage or disadvantages. So I'm not going to sit here and make a case for equality of outcome. I believe everyone has equality of opportunity, despite however many victim cards you want to hide behind. We all have the same 24 hours. My conversation today is about equality of information. Equality of understanding, equality of explanation, and how regardless of what's in anyone's pockets, there's a program running in everyone's mind that requires equal respect if you want it on your side. 
And what is that? If you respect someone, if you really want their buy-in, even if you don't have respect for them, when you ask them to do something, if you really want adherence, if you want the person to do it to the best of their ability, despite the carrot or the stick that you have in front of them, if you really want adherence, the way to get that is to explain the why. Explain the reasoning as to why something is being asked or why something is or must be a certain way. It will get you understanding. Even if you are not looking for buy-in or agreement, but even if you just get understanding, the person doing the task will now have much more connection to it than having to do it just because you asked them to, just because you're their boss and they have to. This isn't just isolated to employees. This relates to your children, your peers, your parents, your partners, everyone. If you want a person to really be there with you in true mind and spirit, they must know the why behind it. And I can see the initial work that that might take and that throws a lot of people off this course because it's a lot of work and you might discount your employee having the mental facilities to even process what it is that you're asking them to do and why. But there are a lot of benefits in doing that work that will ultimately lighten the load for you if you front load the initial bit of work of explaining required to bring someone up to speed. When my mother asks me a technical question, it's very easy to just do it for her and have her stay dependent on me. Or it's very easy to give her one-off answers without giving her logical reasoning for why one thing affects another thing and how it's all connected. And though in the beginning, teaching someone something that they have no idea about could be a daunting task for you, the teacher. Especially if it's something that you know so well, you have to break it down and you have to remember how you learned it. It can be overwhelming. It feels daunting. It almost feels easier to just do it yourself instead of going into a long explanation and hover over the person while they slowly attempt to do it themselves. It would definitely take less patience for you to do it yourself and just get it over with. But then you have cursed yourself to a life of forever being the person that has to do it. And the more smaller things you are in charge of keeping and doing, the less you can have the bandwidth to do bigger things. And so having front-loaded the work with some of the things, my mother can now not only mentally process the technicalities of what she used to ask me and had no idea about, but now, with her greater understanding, has made it much easier for me to delegate tasks to her or have comfort in knowing that she is self-sufficient. I prefer to talk to children the same way. In dealing with my nieces and nephews, you wouldn't be able to tell a difference between me talking to their parent or talking to the kids. I provide the same level of reasoning, the same details, the same quirky nuances about myself, the same way that I would present to an adult. I provide the same thing to the child because even if they can't understand the details fully, at least they know I'm not asking them to do something without a reason or just because I'm older or have authority. I give them the respect by telling them the reason and they can feel the respect. And then what they actually do has a chance of them finding a connection in it. And again, the development has a chance to grow past me even. And then they take my reasoning and work it through their own perspectives in life. And if you don't talk to employees this way, you will forever have employees that will wait on you for every little decision. Because they have no idea of why and how you make decisions. Without clear understanding of your values and your vision 
Your employees will drown you down in more work, keeping you small. To find employees you can depend on in a country where social class differences are preserved becomes very difficult because they don't want to be dependent on. They don't want to take the decisions. They don't want the consequences of the decisions because they have no idea what goes into them. They're not connected to your work. You will create a bunch of order takers who will have no ability to think autonomously because they have not been empowered to be anything more. And maybe you prefer this power dynamic. Maybe it makes you feel good. But you can't see how it's holding you back and growing. See, I've played this out. When I was younger, I used to keep things I knew to myself. I considered the thing that I had just figured out and developed to be trade secrets and only to be shared with a few people who I thought were worthy. Or you had to do the work I put in to learn the same thing. Why would I shorten your time horizon in learning what I have already learned and figured out and put in the work to? It would mean that you no longer need me or possibly become my competition. I used to look at information as something to hoard and preserve and something that gave me power the more I held it back. So no, there was no equality of information, no equality of explanation within me. I wanted to feel special when you had a problem in this area and had to rely on me. But the older I've gotten, the more I've realized it's not information that gives me the power. It's not the explanation that gives me the power. It's what I do with it. And information is more powerful the more it's shared because someone else might do something else with it. And I can hand out all the information for free and maybe only one out of a hundred people might do something with it. And so information is cheap. Explanations are plentiful. The problem now is that there just isn't enough people who would take action on the whys, the reasonings. Which sums up my point. If you want your life to be easy at all, if you want to make any decent dent in this world, you will need a team. You will need an army. You will need extra hands on board. And unless you live and then explain and then live and then share and then live out your purpose and your reasonings, unless you do this, you have very little chance of getting people on board to share your vision with you. And if you want to go far, you need to take people with you. And that happens when you treat people as your equal way before they are ready or appear to be so or have put in the work to be so or do so. When you see the best in someone, when you see them eye to eye, that's when they might actually surprise you and meet you up there. I love you, family. Stay true, always. See you on the next show.